0: evening to everyone it's another week here on the safe house podcast and it's your boy pastor ferguson we're glad to be on and be in here hot and live and everybody is lively and all that good stuff tonight yes sir and i'm glad to know about it glad to see it and back in the chair yes my man mitchell harper what's happening guy hey it's
1: good to be back i'm sorry i missed pizza last week i had pizza without me man you, know, oh, come
0: on, <laughs> you missed pizza week and everything. <laughs> Came back to yard, bird, so it's all good. Hey, that's right. No complaints. Hey, no I complaints. know that's right. Yeah. So, you know, we, we do what we do, and you probably see on the camera at least one plate is because I was too lazy to move my plate, <laughs> and it's all good, and I don't care about it because, you know, I make no apologies for having a plate around here because we are the realest podcast in Christendom. That's right. So, if you're online, definitely, as always, Comment, let us know that you are in and that you are on. We are following you, and we're following the chat. We're also asking that you just put in your comments, put in your ideas, put in your thoughts, put in all that kind of stuff. Share the feed to anybody and everybody that you can as possible. And, of course, in the room, as always, we want to make sure that people hear your questions, know what's going on, know what you're feeling. So we will make sure to give you a mic. Let your voice be heard because we are all about knowing what's going on. All right. So since you weren't here last week. Indeed. You know, people need to hear your voice a little more. How about you petition the Lord real quick so we can get started?
1: Absolutely. <clears throat> Dear God, we come to you once again just thanking you for another day. we thanking you for another opportunity to gather together um, as your children and just uh, continue the work that is Knowing your word better. Uh so just continue to be with us as we do that. Uh be, um, just be with our hearts and our minds so that we can focus on what you would have us to get out of this lesson and this conversation today. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. We appreciate that. So um
0: let us let's do a couple things real quick. Um good evening to Sister Robin, who has chimed in online. Good to see you on. Mr. Prez is here, but we're glad that you connected with us here tonight. Um, check this out. Let's give a shout out real quick um, to my man, to my boy uh, Gerald Strother for stepping in last week. Um, did a great job last week. Absolutely, um, stepping up and stepping into this spot, um, helping us get through part two of this mini series that we are cleaning up and finishing up here tonight. Um, Tonight we find ourselves in First Kings nineteen, fifteen through twenty one to kind of finish up this reality of serving God, um, space, and tonight we're talking about transitioning well, transitioning well. Um, last week it ended up being a whole lot of stuff last week. Mm-hmm. I just be just be real about it, um, and I know you caught you caught it, um, you caught some of the things that we were discussing and things like that but the biggest um element at least for me was the concept of transition and a lot of times people only talk about transition in the um in the space of dealing with death or dying and that's not what I'm trying to deal with right um last week we kind of touched on the fact that a lot of times we don't know how to make the space or the transitions from one place to another, from one person to another, from one um, one stage to another mm-hmm. very well. And along the way, we find ourselves having those challenges that come because we're not paying attention to all the things that we should be doing. Um, not We're not paying attention to all the things that we should be um, attempting to pass on And things like that. So I begin, before I give you the mic, Mm. I begin with a a quote from the late Bishop Carlton Pearson. Mm. And this quote actually came on his bed of affliction. I saw the video. And, um... Larry Reed of Larry Reed Live was actually summoned by him, by Bishop Pearson, to come before he passed. It was like maybe about a week or so before he passed, and he said, I need you to just record all this stuff Yeah. so on. But this, quote, messed my world up, (laughs) and it's still messing with me now. It is five words. Success... Without succession is failure. Success without succession is failure. Now, here's the interesting part. Most people would start to assume and think that he meant having a successor. Right. No. Right. Success without succession. Is failure because a lot of people can have a successor and the whole thing fail. Right. Yeah. So success without succession is failure. That's kind of been in my mind. And of course, we share notes, we talk about stuff in advance. So talk to me, Mitchell, about what's on your mind when you hear that.
1: Yeah. It's, there's a lot to deal with there just because you want to you focus, yeah, on that word succession and what that actually means, and it's going to look different in so many different contexts. But then just the the contradiction in the words themselves, right? Success without succession isn't success. Like Like if you want to say it in a different way, like you can tell yourself that something is successful because of whatever criteria that you've put on it, Mm-hmm. But if it dies with you, whatever it may be, what does that actually mean? Mm.
0: Consider this for a minute. Um, and I see people that are coming on. Of course, good evening, Sister Donna, and one <laughs> of my one of my brothers from childhood, wow. pastors up in uh, pastors up in Michigan. My man Carl Pace, he came on. Man, good. I'm glad that you came on, bro. He he made this statement: being prepared for transition is challenging because changing from the familiar mm-hmm. is difficult.
1: That's literally what I'll, yeah, like we're we're so hesitant about change in general that why why even give it the energy that it requires when I can just hope that it never comes to that. Mhm. And and considering who we've been dealing with for the last
0: 2 weeks prior, we're dealing with a guy like Elijah where We've talked about his mental state. We've talked about the energy he has put into serving. Mm-hmm. We talked about how he was depleted. We've talked about all that stuff. But I don't think we talk enough about how God set him up for transition. Because one of the things that I don't think we, we've we investigated too much as of yet mm-hmm. is the reality that, That comes with going from what has been to what shall be Mm -hmm. from dealing with being the individual that God has placed a lot in to becoming the person that now has to set the pace or be an instrument to set up what is the next phase of what is supposed to be. Yeah. You know it it's interesting, and people people don't even realize this sometimes, but like when you first go into a position, when you first go into it you're you're new, yeah, you're fresh, I don't care what it is, you're new, you're fresh, you got new ideas, you got new ways of doing things, all that stuff. when you first go in, you're new, but then time passes by, it does. Then you've gone from being new, and then you come to a certain point, you've become the standard. Yeah. Okay. And then after a while of being the standard, guess what you end up becoming? You become, you become, whether we want to admit it or not, we become stale. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's the only word that comes to my mind. We become stale, comfortable, and something has to give. But part of the reason that we can become stale is because we don't think about the fact that at some point before we become stale, there has to be some type of preparation for more. I remember, and I've brought it up before, I remember being a youth minister at the beginnings of social media mm. and suggesting to my pastor, I talked about this a few weeks back, suggesting to him maybe we need to create an environment for these young people who are now becoming involved with social media. This was in the infancy of groups on Facebook, this was in the infancy of all these things that we see now. Mm-hmm. And whereas I was looking at it as a new community that was rising up. Yeah. The one that I was following was looking at it as an, as an opportunity to try to spy on the thoughts of young people. Okay. And it's like, no, they are learning community in a different way. And this is the way. Now you're talking about something that I said. Shoot, that was 2006, and we're going into 2024. <laughs> so 2006, I was saying this kind of stuff, but here we are in 20 almost 2024, and this is the norm, right? Which suggests to me again that there are a lot of people that are always behind the times because they're trying to hold on to things and not see into a future where you may have to transition approach. We're not talking about word, we're not talking about message, we're not talking about any of that. We're talking about transitioning into wow, transitioning into becoming and maintaining relevancy.
1: Right, that's when you the thing that you said was people who refuse or who are always behind the times because they're not willing to think about Like you said, anything being different than what it is now. And so if you're always playing catch-up, there's always going to be people who you can't engage with because you're not where they're at physically or digitally. I guess guess you'd be saying in this instance, but, like, if you can't accept that people are operating in spaces that you are not operating in, like, and and then have the awareness to say I need to find ways to be in that space – then you're basically saying that there's a group of people that I'm okay with not engaging with. Mm-hmm. Pace, you you
0: you're being messy tonight and okay. I'm glad you're being messy. My man said, say the black church is always 20 years late. Oof. I'll do, Ooh. I'll do you one better. The institutional church is 50 years late. And let me tell you what I mean. Even if we get new methods, we don't put the right people in the spots to execute them effectively. Because we fight about method more than message. Yeah, we fight about method so much that we don't even we're not even able to identify the individuals that are there. It's a good transition that are there to be anointed
1: to take on the next phase. Because a lot of times the people who are best equipped to do that are not always. Mm, how do I want to say there's a certain level of patience that has to come with when you know how things are trending and the people that you are working with are unwilling to see that. And so if you miss out on an opportunity because you don't have anybody there to do it because they moved on Mm -hmm. to something else where that is happening. Or
0: to use, to use Elijah as the launch point, we can't always perceive who should be in the spot because we're too consumed with our own weariness right? and our own level of service mm-hmm. and our own, how much we have given and our own X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Like I, if I'm consumed with what I've been doing, what I have done, how I have given, how I, and, and some of this and some of this, you know, it's going to be it's going to be all right. Some of it's going to work out after a while. You know, we have to deal with are we are we so consumed with how we're serving to the point where we don't want to see it or we can't see it or God has to allow us to get to that place where we expose what we're going through and then after we do so, God can actually give us answers about the next phase. So we need to go back to First Kings nineteen. And I didn't say this part, we were going to start at 15. We need to go back to 14. Okay. Because it sets the it sets the pace. First Kings 19, beginning at verse 14. And this is while Elijah is in the mountain, and this is his second time answering God. Mm-hmm. And after God has asked him in 13, what you doing here? Yeah. Here's, what, here's what Elijah says for the second time. He said in 14, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I, only am left and they seek my life to take it away. We know he's being chased. We know he's he is tired. We know he's going through. We know all this stuff, right? And he's getting it out for the second time. Yeah. But he but listen to what the Lord is saying. And the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you arrive you shall anoint Haziel to be king over Syria. And Jehu, the son of Nemeshai, you shall anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Saphat of abel Mahola, you shall anoint to be prophet in your place. And the one who escapes the sword of Haziel shall Jehu put to death. One who escapes from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha put to death. Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to Baal and every mouth that has not kissed him. God set the plan, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and the switch was, Elijah was not to take on the heavy lifting. He was to set apart individuals who would take on the next phase of the heavy lifting. His job was now to anoint, delegate, <laughs> say, say that word again, delegate, Ah, uh, anoint and delegate. <laughs> Every, everybody can't handle right Everybody can't handle certain things at a certain phase. Yeah, I bring up my family all the time, right? As much as my grandparents want to know how to do all things technological, it is taking me telling them to their face. I'm not telling telling y'all anything I ain't said to them. Don't worry about it. Just call me. Just call me. Yeah, I know that you can handle certain things. However, <laughs> there are some things that I know good and well. You're going to get lost on it. Just call me yeah. and I'll get it done. It is not that big a deal. I can literally do it two minutes. yeah. But some people in the same, in the same kind of light will hold on not realizing it takes something different at every phase, right? It's not that you don't have a heart to do it, right? That's not what people are questioning. There should come a point when you should be able to say, you know what? I can advise you on things that you may or may not see. That's called wisdom, right? I've been here. I've seen this. I've seen that you may not know how to deal with, I may not know how to deal with this thing, this thing, this thing, but I want you to be able to see. So Elijah is being moved. It's not like God took away his prophetic utterance and his ability. Right. But for what needed to happen, he was moving Elijah to a different place so that the others that were going to have to handle it could
1: handle it. Right. And we're we're given enough. Time to process before it's just, oh, here you go. Good
0: luck. Ain't that, the, ain't that the mess of it all? Yeah. When someone just throws something in your lap, like whether literally or figuratively, yeah. you know, it's like someone just throw just throws stuff up and you're like, oh my God, should I catch it? Should I drop it? Should right. I whatever?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to touch
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 we are and we master that in the life of the church. We mm-hmm. will throw it in somebody's lap we'll never explain, we'll never talk about it, we'll never give substance, we'll never give foundation and we expect people to catch it
1: by osmosis. But a lot of times that's because we're not passing along till the person who had all the knowledge isn't around to pass along the knowledge anymore. Be messy tonight. Well, not trying to be.
0: <laughs> no, that's what we do. We're, we're 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 messy. We got we got but it's the but it's the truth, right? It's the whole It's the whole thing about, it's the whole kitchen thing, right?
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Here we go. So, I learned how to make gumbo from my mom. Yeah. I learned the basics. I learned the basics. How she does it, how she goes about it, all that. I paid attention and learned basics. And then I found out, no. Now I know the basics. I'm going to try some things differently. Yeah. It is not that my mother cannot make gumbo. Right. But now my family wants me to make it every time I get a chance. Because I had to learn the basics and then find a different way to go about it.
1: Just because something is different does not negate what has come before it necessarily. Every every preacher don't need a hoop. Right. Every teacher
0: doesn't need to have a monotone voice. Everybody is not going to go to seminary. And for God's sake, everybody is not going to approach um, outreach ministry from a cerebral position. Everybody has a gifting and a skill set that makes things effective. But the problem is... At times, we're, we're, we, we've created a space where we're consumed with maintaining stuff so much that we, wow, this goes all the way back. I think this has been the theme of the year. <laughs> we, we stop imagining what could be because we have become so settled in what is. In
1: what is, yeah. We're content.
0: Because if God help, if we ever change anything, then all of a sudden we're no longer this. That's not true. Mm-hmm. We're just as much this as we've ever been, but we need to become more of mm-hmm. what God is looking for us to be.
1: And and are we are we able to, like I think about Elijah in this instance, is Elijah able to move past the discomfort of having to anoint his successor and not and, and think about like What does it mean for Israel if the person who is now their prophet doesn't even really want to get out of bed in the morning? Like, sometimes, like, you just have to look at yourself and say, there's a reason why, you know, this is maybe this mantle or this candle maybe is being taken from me in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I haven't done good work. I won't continue to do good work. But, like, if I can be honest with myself about this, maybe I'm not necessarily in the best position to do what is needed to be done in that Mm -hmm. moment.
0: So Robin brings up a good question about Elijah was being set up for his transition. Absolutely.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: If we deal with every element of what we've discussed over the last three weeks, he worked as hard as he could work and he was just pushed to the edge. One more thing, just pushed him to that broom tree, yeah. he got to that broom tree and said, "What? Just take my life. I'm, 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 I'm done. No better than anybody else who came before me. Yeah, I right. Just, yeah.
1: It, it, just get me up out of here. He I'm was, done. he was trying to discredit all the good things he had done because he was tired in that moment.
0: And, and so God finds a way to mo- at least move him from the broom tree. Yeah. And, and I don't think we give enough credence today. God used very practical things to get him to move from that. Not just that location, but from that deep place. Right. Because that deep place is challenging. Yeah. It's it's challenging when you got to be like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this again. I don't want to go through this again. And to move from that place to a place where he could really hear from God and really talk to God. Let's think about it. He he couldn't talk to God like he wanted to. Not while he was there. He said God ended. Mm Mm-hmm. And I want you to end it. And God was like, "Nah, I ain't gonna do that. Yeah. You need to get something to eat. You need to get some sleep, take a nap. Yeah, get some eat, and then go to another place. So there, I can deal
1: with you. So I can
0: let you know I've already got a plan set up for you.
1: Sometimes a change, change of scenery is all you need. Sometimes <laughs> it makes it makes all the difference
0: in the world. I mean, you look, look, eventually." I don't know global warming the way it is. I mean snow should have come by now, but we yeah, but if on. it ain't coming, but if it ain't coming, it ain't coming. Yeah, we
1: don't need that. Right, it's, it's but fine.
0: but imagine, but imagine, you know, you, you see enough snow. You you dream for a day to see what? Some sun? S- something other than that. Right. Yes. Because eventually you wanna get a change of scenery and he needed to change the scenery to at least unpack his stuff.
1: Now that he's unpacked it, God's like, I already got you. Yeah. But he showed faith by just changing the scenery. Yes. Just, just the motion alone was enough for God to say, all right, let me get you to this new place so that I can lay out the plan. Your faithfulness allows me now to show you what the next steps are going to be, whether they include you fully or not. Like, But like I can't move forward without you either. And think about this. The reason for the
0: statement that, I've, that I used to start off, success without succession is failure is because notice this, nobody that was chosen is related to Elijah. Yeah. So it's not God saying, I'm going to give this to your son. I'm going to give this to your nephew. I'm not going to, no, I'm giving this responsibility to people that can carry out what I'm looking for as the next step.
1: Right, which is in direct contrast to some of the king succession that is happening, right, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah, like sons can, Follow their fathers, but if they're not ready for the job, we're just asking for chaos.
0: My son used to to say he wanted to be like me, and I looked at him square in the face and said, don't ever say that because I want you to be you. You should never feel as if you have to follow my step because that, if you do, it'll be by your choice. Yeah it will not be because of pressure. A lot of people will put pressure on a whole other generation to do a thing and even God didn't set it up that way.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: And I think that needs to just be out in the atmosphere. And sometimes the hopes you may have for a whole other generation, it may not, it may not line up with anything that you desire and it's okay. Because what may be... What may show that you have seen and witnessed true success is when God sets people in your way that can really truly carry out something. And usually they're not going to be the people that share DNA with you. Yeah. If we are to be the church as we're supposed to be the church, it's not always going to look like what it's always been. It's going to look like some stuff and some people that ain't never arrived before until now mm-hmm. and that's what makes the difference that's what sets that's what sets things apart a lot of a lot of our teaching has not come to that place and because of that we have failed to be we have failed a lot of people by not doing what Elijah did Elijah obeyed God, and this is where we come into this transitional part. He knows what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to anoint two people to be kings, but the part that I want to linger with now is what he does with his replacement. Mm -hmm. Here it is, starting in verse 19. So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen in front of him, and he was with the twelfth. Elijah passed by him and cast his cloak upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me kiss my father and mother, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, Go back again for what I have go back again for what I have done to you. And he returned from following him and took the yoke of oxen and sacrificed them and boiled their flesh with the yolks of oxen and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he arose and went after Elijah and assisted him. Wait a minute. <laughs> Two things happen. Elijah finds him, and he puts his cloak on him. Signifying you're it. Elisha says, Let me go back and tell everybody goodbye. That's deep. Everybody knows who Elijah is. Elisha gets the cloak put on him while he's working. <laughs> He ain't he ain't work he ain't working on his theology he ain't working <laughs> on his he ain't working on his um, homiletics he is not in a homiletics class he is not in seminary he is working the field yeah but he felt that cloak and he said wait let me tell my family bye and then before they went right. Before the, before he went, before he left, they ate, and then after they eat, then he arose, went after Elijah, and wait for it, and assisted him. Mm-hmm. God told him to anoint Elisha, right? That's set apart. But Elisha... Didn't take the mantle right away. Mm -hmm. Don't that sound like somebody we know called David? David was anointed to be king. Yeah. But he didn't take the throne after he was anointed. He worked his way up. (laughs) He was playing music in the king's house. Had to go through some stuff. Yeah. He ended up marrying the king's daughter. He fought in the army, but he didn't take the throne. Right. And he never touched Saul and never took the throne until it was time. Elisha never took on the responsibility until after he was an apprentice to Elijah. There is something to be said about anointing and setting folk apart. And preparing people. Prepare, yeah. Oh, here's a word. Mm-hmm. We use it in the United Methodist Church. Discipling people.
1: Imagine that. Oh,
0: my Lord. You actually got to be with people and walk with folk. Don't just tell them what to do. Get them involved in stuff so they can learn some things. They can make some mistakes. And then when it's time... Mm-hmm. They're able to take the thing to the next level, yeah, yeah, because later on down the line when it was time, and elijah and Elijah was getting gonna get swept up into heaven, and his mantle would fall to the ground, right before all that happened, Elijah said, "What do you want?" Mm. and Elijah said, "I want a double portion of what you got hook, hook me up, man, hook me up." He had been with him at at that point. He had walked with him, learned from him, assisted him, all that stuff. But then he said, I want double so that I can handle Mm -hmm. what needs to be handled. So he recognized what he was going to need to do what he was going to do. Yeah, Because he had been with the man that was doing all the stuff and he learned. If I'm going to do it, I need just a little bit more. Yeah. (laughs) So there's something to be said about. If you're going to transition and help, if you're going to have a good transition, you got to be able to position yourself, yeah. right? And so transitioning well from one season to another requires four things. And here's how we're going to run with this. Number one, it requires God-qualified people. God-qualified people. Mm-hmm. Folk God chose. Oh yeah that's a good that's a good amen until you realize that some of the folk that God chooses may not be the folk you would have chose. Well, well, well. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. most of the people that most of the people that we think are the ones that God can use the most because of all the qualifications they have in different areas and different things they may not be the ones God chooses to get a thing done. That's what's, that's what's almost funny to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's hilarious to me. God would choose folk that others would not choose right away to get something done. Huh. Go figure. Yeah. Are our qualifications enough? Let's get messy. Yeah. Uh-huh. that's. Uh-huh. I'm going to let you uh, step into that. I'll step all the way into <laughs> it. Probably one of the advantages of being in a connectional church yeah. is that I don't have to go through what I used to go through in the Baptist church and have to apply an interview yeah. in order to even get a look folk to only tell you that you ain't what we're looking for and discover in some situations that I could have been or someone else could have been but some places settled not because it was a God choice but their finances their whatever status quo made the decisions how many people have been disqualified in spaces where God had already qualified them Mm. but the reason they didn't end up there is because the people didn't have the discernment to see
1: discernment discernment that's the word that's the word I can't
0: see that you that you have what you have mm-hmm. because I deem you not qualified because of where you come from, what your past has been. Can I tell you why I get so excited going to a prison to preach? Oh, come on. Why I could be dead tired Look, we we would have churched up and everything. I'd be dead tired. But somehow, between here, and Richland Correctional, about 20 minutes into the trip, all of a sudden, I perk up like I've had caffeine all day long. That second wind, yep. And people would be like, why do you get so hype about going to the prison? I tell folk, because I know God moving there. Imagine that. But, but you know how many people say that God couldn't possibly move in a prison? No, they say it with, the, they say it with their whole chest. Hope. With their whole and, chest. And double down on it. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Ooh, let me tell you something. There are a couple cats I know. They're getting out soon. Mm-hmm. And I hope they come down here. And you know why I hope they come down here? Because they're coming to work. Because they got some anointing on them with yep. some of the things they do. Mm-hmm. Sure enough. And people will be like, you, you really want... Yes, because I'd rather have somebody that God has qualified than folk that think they are entitled, entitled. to it. There are too many entitled people in the church. Ain't got no... no, no that, that's, that's the second thing. Hold on. The second thing that's needed in transitioning well is the anointing. There's some folk that ain't got no oil on them. Dry. Their soul is as ashy Krusty. as some people in the middle of the winter. Crackling. I'm talking about you can see it from a mile away in the middle of a snowstorm. It's dusty. Just dusty. <laughs> Just d- dusty. <laughs> look, look. <Bazeline. laughs> um, What is that stuff? what is uh, Baby oil. Baby oil. Cocoa butter. Cocoa yeah. butter. Um, what 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 is that stuff? Uh what, what is this stuff? Uh um Aquaphor. Uh, ooh. Ooh. shea butter, all that stuff combined could not moisturize their soul. Their soul lack oil. And they are in churches everywhere, every Sunday, and they will sit there. And they will look at folk that are coming in,
1: oh, holding court
0: Holdin from court. all other places, and they will have the nerve to look pious as if they' doing anything at all, and all they' doing is taking up room. Ain't no oh wait, ain't no. You see that? Look, I got all this education <laughs> to use double negatives. Ain't no all on them. Ain't no, none. (laughs) Just, 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 just no, just none. And, and we believe, we believe that people that God chooses should meet our requirements. And the thing about who God chooses, there's already oil on them. The text says what? Elijah Here are the three people you're going to see, but here's what I want you to do. You find them, and guess what you need to do? Anoint them. The anointing is not even for people to see. It is to confirm what God has already chosen and let that person know God's hand is on you. Even, Even if they don't believe it. Yeah. And guess what? Sometimes.
1: Oh, it takes some convincing.
0: Listen, <laughs> I look in the mirror every once in a while. Probably more in the last few months. I'll be like, Lord, are you still there? And then somehow my head looks a little shinier and I still feel, and I still feel something on me mm. because I ask God the question. I'm like, is it, is it still there? And then he's like, no, I, I talked about this thing. It's just, it's a personal thing. I literally will sit in a space and if I don't feel it's not a literal thing. It's a spiritual thing that manifests for me. Yeah. When, if, I don't feel, if I don't feel the oil, I got I to feel the oil. And people be like, what, you, you literally? Yeah, I sit there sometimes. It ain't got nothing to do with worship. ain't got nothing to do with how folk are singing or not singing or doing this or doing that. I be asking God, I just need to feel the oil. And sometimes I don't move until I feel it
1: now are there are moments where you don't at all? Like, are there moments where you just like, maybe maybe now's my moment to just maybe not say nothing? Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: I I wait for the, people be like, you really do? do Whether, I, sometimes I'm in my office, I won't even move out the office until I, and sometimes even if I'm moving out of the office and I haven't felt it yet, I will sit there until, because that's my personal mm-hmm. connection with God. Yeah. Everybody ain't got to do that. That's just a personal thing for me. And I'll sit back sometimes and like, God, I don't know how this thing going to work. Then all of a sudden, and now all of a sudden I sit back up and I'm like, all right, let's go. Mm -hmm. Because even the Bible even says, like, how can they hear without a preacher? And how can he or she preach lest they are what? Sent. And I got to know that I've been sent. Mm -hmm. Just as much as I got to know that I'm anointed by God, I got to know that I've been sent by God.
1: Just because somebody shows up, shoot, say that man. <laughs> don't don't mean they got sent there. <laughs>
0: See, man, you talk a little bit about that. Go go go, go ahead. Now,
1: nah, I mean, I I think I think I think most people have good intentions. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't ever want that to be the impression that I'm trying to make. But I think that sometimes, like you said, people are entitled to the spaces that they show up in, and they think that that because I'm here, I should be listened to. I should be put in a position that allows me to be or do X, Y, and Z. And sometimes that's just not what the moment is calling for. That's not what what where, where God is trying to to lead the community as a whole and if you're only looking out for the places where you can shine and the places where you can show up you could be slowing down the process of your entire community Mm -hmm. and I think that if we can again I don't think people are doing it on purpose but I think that we are trained maybe that's maybe that's not the right word Mm -hmm. but I, I think society wants you to find your thing and that then allows you to look out for yourself right? so that you can shine in the ways that we all want to shine, right? We Mm -hmm. all want to go viral.
0: (laughs) Man, so, check. I think you've touched on this question that's been raised in the chat. So are we saying discernment of other people kind of messes with certain people's transitions?
1: That's a mouthful. Oh, my goodness.
0: It can because – because – I'll, I'll I'll take I'll take it a step further. The lack of discernment mm-hmm. can mess with certain transitions. There are people. I I can I can look at it like this. This is not an indictment. This is actually just a. It's an assessment. Yeah. At one point, a pastor like a TDJ's Potter's House Potter's House went from being huge in Dallas to now having multiple campuses across the country. right? And at one point, two, his two daughters were over a couple of those particular places. Now, those spots closed. COVID, other things, cause whatever. See, this is, See, I need you to pay attention to what I'm telling you. That was cool for what it was going to be, but some of them closed. COVID hit and all that stuff, and some places never recovered. And guess what? In that mix, a couple of those campuses didn't recover. They ended up being back under Daya's umbrella. Now you got daughter Sarah, who has been installed as a Co-pastor, not co-pastor, but a, a associate pastor, her and her husband, associate pastors at the pot, at the potter's house. Mm-hmm. Now, woman, thou art loose, right? He passed a torch. It became what? Woman evolved. He's been doing this all these years. passed that torch, put it in Sarah's hands. Why? Because she's, she's doing her thing, and she can do her thing in this season. Mm-hmm. Can T D J still talk to certain people? Of course, yeah. Because everybody listens to him. But he is transitioning more towards, was quite possibly how he'll eventually retire. He's not saying he's retiring, but if you pay attention to all the things he does he can do a whole lot more than he ever could because now he has, you see what I mean? It's not suggesting he's retiring anytime soon, but it is suggesting that he realizes that at some point this is going to have to end.
1: Elijah, it's not all up to you.
0: Ah, so what we, so what we don't do, so what we don't, so what we don't do enough of in the church is sit together as a congregation, as a people, and discern what's next. Mm-hmm. We're always talking about, well, what's next next month? We're not thinking 5, 10, 15 years down the line. We're not thinking about, oh, my God, how do we prepare for um, what could come? How do we develop, you know what I'm saying? How do we develop this space for people to be comfortable in to become dot, 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 dot?
1: Does any of that come from and I, I don't want to say this that this is about all churches. But, right, right, right. But like there are plenty of churches that are just operating purely in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Like we we would love to be able to look five, ten, fifteen years down the road, but maybe because of some decisions that we've made in the past or maybe not having enough foresight in the past, we are in a position where we're just trying to make sure that we can get through today. Well, absolutely.
0: But here's but here comes the but here comes the here comes the part that I think we get challenged with, either, and and this is a risky statement,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you'll understand when I say it. Either faith is real or it's not. Mm. I didn't say belief. Yeah, I said either faith is real or it's not. And this is what I mean. Let me pull in this third this third point. When you're transitioning, well, there has to be a willingness to accept responsibility. Yeah, there has to be a willingness to accept responsibility.
1: I'm not going to like this point. I can tell you that already. I'm just going to tell it myself right now. I don't yeah. like I don't like this point.
0: It, it, but he, but look, if we're going to accept responsibility, what are we accepting respons- responsibility for? That's always an important question. Elijah is accepting the responsibility to set up. Yeah. And Begin the succession plan. His yes is to set up the succession plan. God has already laid it out. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: He says, I need you to anoint. I don't need you to choose. I need you to anoint. So you have to accept that responsibility. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're going to still be in the same funk you're in right now. You're going to still be in the same mindset that you're in right now. You have to accept the responsibility to prepare, set apart, lay hands on those that are to be the ones to take this to the next place. If you don't accept that responsibility, it it might still get done. Right but it'll get done without in spite of you. Yeah, right now that's kind of a bad situation to have something happen, whether you like it or not. And it's going to happen whether you down or not. Mm -hmm. Nobody need, look, I don't need your help. I don't need this out of you. I don't need that out of you. You know what I'm saying? I don't need none of that. Mm -hmm. It's going to get done. Yeah. I'd rather be a part of the good stuff and getting left behind because I'm just unwilling. Yeah. You know? And so Elijah's yes began the process.
1: But I appreciate what you said about the yes, the willingness to accept the responsibility is also the willingness to accept what isn't your responsibility. Yes. Um, And I think, like you saying, like, that immediately takes me back to Moses when the people are thirsty, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can strike the rock, but if you strike it twice, now we got a problem because you're not, and and if you're, you know, not putting it in its proper context, Mm -hmm. now we have a problem. If Elijah's out here saying, well, you're going to do this and this and this and, and making all these decisions that God did not tell him to make, then that's a different, but he's like, if you go and anoint, that's all I'm asking you to do. That's all I'm asking you to do. And I think a lot of times we tell ourselves, well, I I got a better way to do this. Maybe God didn't think about this thing and this thing. And I'm just going to help him out a little bit. I'm going to help God out a little bit. Ain't that a mess? <laughs> you going to help God.
0: Ain't that about some mess? And we do, we are so, we are, we, we, <laughs> we do it all the time, all man. All the time. All the time. All the, all, all the time. Man. Like, yeah, we're going to help God out because, you know, God don't know what what God's doing. What? Like, like, we we are arrogant when we do that kind of stuff. We like, like, God literally says this, this, and this, and then we are gonna be like, Nah, he ain't,
1: he ain't mean all I that, think, man. I think I got better insight than you. You know, God.
0: Let, I, me, yeah. wait, wait, <laughs> let me wait.
1: Let me let
0: me let me tell you what God really meant. Uh-huh. No, uh, no. Yeah. Told you behind the go. And anoint, folk. God didn't tell you to give no extra word. Didn't tell you to say, "Well, the Lord God said, no anoint, set them apart, mind your business." Right. That is it. That's it. Now here's now here's what we can we can infer about Elisha though mm-hmm. when. Elijah goes to Elisha, we can we can infer this last thing that has to happen. You gotta have obe- you gotta be obedient or have obedience to mentor. Yeah. You have to be obedient to mentor. Mentorship, apprenticeship, discipleship, whatever word you want to use requires you. Not to create somebody after your image uh- oh uh- oh, but it is to help people understand the role they're about to step into i deal with i got i got quote unquote little brothers in ministry now, mm-hmm. and there's even some that are you know i'm 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 in a position where I'm like a I'm the I'm the young, cool uncle in ministry. I ain't a father in the ministry. I'm I'm I, I like my age and my and my time allow me to be the cool young uncle.
1: You know all the TikTok dances? Show sure nuts. Yeah. I'm the cool
0: young uncle. But what I do is I share my experiences and I tell some of them, hey man, consider. You consider this, consider this, consider this. Why would I tell somebody that kind of stuff? Shouldn't I keep that to myself? See, that's called gatekeeping, yeah, no, I want you to succeed, right, So I will sit with somebody, they can tell me their whole dream. I ain't taking nothing from them, and they can tell me their whole dream, their aspiration, everything, and all I sit there and do is listen, and then I say, "Well, bro, have you considered?" Like in, if you're going, to, if they're going to purchase property or if they're going to do this or they're going to do that, first thing I'll say is like, well, do you know where you want to see the ministry go? Do you see how this thing, how is the ministry being shaped? And they'll share with me how the ministry is being shaped. And I'll be like, okay. So if you're going to acquire, do this and do that, make sure that in doing that, it not only meets that current need, but has the room for expansion. Mm. And I don't tell them, what expansion looks like in their dream. Mentorship is consider that when you are growing in a ministry, you consider not only where you're trying, what you're trying to deal with currently, but the opportunity to continue to grow Yeah, and growth looks different ways in different settings, right? That's mentorship. That's apprenticeship. That's, You know what I mean? But what we do most of the time is literally we'll look at folk and tell them what we would do or what we've done and say that it's God telling them to maintain the standard. Ooh, that's what we do. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. And you can't tell me we don't the Lord I'm put tra- it on
1: my heart,
0: oh God <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> say it again, oh no, everything that's been put on your heart ain't God, okay just <laughs> <laughs> i had I had a moment i'm sorry i i've been I've been doing this too long, and I had a moment. Everything ain't from God. You Just be honest. Just say, I felt like telling you. If you at least be honest about it, then I can make a decision right. about whether or not I'm going to accept it or not. Yeah, I can discern whether it's wisdom or not. I, I kind of got my own relationship with God and know what God is saying to me. and get And hopefully that thing will line up together and we can do something. But don't come at me and I know good and well you ain't never talked to God about what's
1: going on with me. If you put, you can't, you can't put a GameCube in a PS5 box. Broseph. And, <laughs> and just because you put it in a nice box. Right. That don't mean that it's not a GameCube inside. Man, listen.
0: <laughs> Man, listen. You, you, you cannot, you cannot, you, <laughs> you cannot put lipstick on a pig yep. and say it's cute. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Right? You can't. I'm uh, li- listen. I'm about reaching all generations, y'all. I listen, listen. I grew, I grew up around old folk. Guess what? I heard everything. So listen. You, you, you cannot. You can't dress up a pig by putting lipstick on it. Guess what? No. You kill that hog and bring me my bacon. i was about to say. Stop yeah. it, okay? Stop it. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> I can't use that one, but you
1: know, it's the internet. You can say whatever you want. Nah, nah.
0: I'm still trying to have a standard. <laughs> Amen. People, people, people are people are sending grants to this thing. I'm trying to have a standard. The bottom line is, we have to have a desire, mm-hmm. and we have to be obedient to God to mentor people, mentorship. Do you know how do you know how many people's lives in the life of the church would have been better if they never tried to create folk out of their image?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to say who made this statement, but it's a person that goes to this church. <laughs> and she's probably watching. And I will never I'll never rat her out, but when she started, like, serving in the church, since I've been here as pastor, she said, I'm willing to do whatever God says do, but I don't ever want to be one of them old ladies up in the church. And what she meant was she said, I never want to be one of them old ladies who's wearing this and doing this. It. I just want to serve God. Mm. She had a percep- She had a perception. Yeah about what she thought church was until she got involved and she recognized that the thing within her was I want to serve God without pretense. And when she's able, Mm -hmm. that's what she does. Yeah. So when that went away, (laughs) when the pretense is stripped. Yeah your heart begins to be like, you know what I mean? You you become more decisive about what do I need to do for the kingdom of God rather than do I need to be a carbon copy of somebody else? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about this. Elisha felt the weight. Wow. <laughs> Elisha felt the weight of that cloak. Yeah. Imagine you getting getting the cloak of the prophet put on you.
1: I just keep picturing James Brown. I can't. I can't. Yeah, stop. man. I can't. <laughs> it's just James Brown. I'm gonna give you an
0: image. I'm gonna give you an image. You ready for this? No, no. I'm about to give you an image. Uh-huh. Take that image. Yeah. I'm gonna give you the actual image. It's Michael Jackson putting the, putting the cloak on James Brown. Oh, you, have yeah. you ever seen, yeah, yeah, seen yeah, it? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh.
0: Michael Jackson, biggest star in the world, at the performance. And James Brown is James Brown. And then all of a sudden he's doing his thing. And rather than his boy doing it, here comes Michael. And Michael was so deferential yeah. yeah. to James Brown. But James Brown recognized that Michael was the biggest star. Yeah. And and Michael kept doing this. <laughs> because anything that he learned about being who he is. Right. Came from James. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And if you ever wanted to, if you ever wanted to get an insight into what double portion looks like.
1: Ooh. Yeah.
0: When it came to performing and all that stuff, double portion looks like James Brown and Michael Jackson. Or if you find the video and it's a, and it's a very hidden video it's one night James Brown's performing and two people that are very famous are in the crowd. Prince and Michael Jackson uh-huh. and James Brown called both of them on stage, and all three performed together in an impromptu moment. It's one of the greatest yep. musical scenes you will ever see. He got Michael on the stage. He got Prince on the stage, Prince playing on the guitar, Michael doing his thing, and he's doing his thing too. It was the most amazing thing you ever seen. And those two, who were huge stars, only showed up to watch. Right.
1: They showed up to watch. If 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 you can keep someone else's calling in the proper context, you don't have to do that whole ego thing of like if you big and I'm big, I gotta make sure I'm bigger than you. And like it's just it's not about that. But I think so often it's about I don't giving somebody else credit somehow diminishes what has been accomplished under my my name, and that's just not a healthy way to coexist. Mm-mm.
0: And think and, th- and and think about this. I think about from being from the perspective of being a preacher. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of preachers that I enjoy listening to, yeah, and I enjoy talking to, and I think are way brighter than me, and I have no problem saying that. Mm-hmm because I enjoy what I can glean from those places. Iron sharpens iron. Right? I literally sit there and be like, man, you know, I'm I'm gleaning. And I'm gleaning. Like, is there something that I can learn? Is there something I can gather? Is there something that's going to take me where I need to go? Is this going to take me to a new level? Is this going to take me into a new place? Because I get to glean. I don't always get to glean because I'm usually up. I'm usually this and but man, it feels good when you can what? Someone's mentoring you still. Yeah, that's probably. And I'll just be. And this is my transparent moment. That's why when a lot of my mentors have passed away, it's hurt so much. Mm-hmm. Because who can I trust yeah. to still mentor me? Yeah. Even even at my quote unquote big age, I still need mentorship and how to become dot 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 dot. You still know what gotta I mean? To
1: go to that fountain ref- refill. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: it's all a part of it, and. And because of that, and because of that, maybe this <laughs> Robin's asking a lot of questions. I'm glad because this has been a great thing, and I I want to answer her question. And I think there's a way to tie this all together. She was saying something that she was like, "This is off topic," but she's on isolation into transition. When the Lord spoke to Elijah at the mount of Mount of God and all the works, and then God spoke to him in a whisper. But the question is: When the world faced COVID, we were in isolation. Was that our isolation to prepare us for a transition that we truly needed in our life? That's not a question. That's a word. <laughs> Robin messing around with a whole lot of people. Yeah. Think about, but, but Robin, I want you, I want you to hear what I'm about to say. I'm going to be very specific in talking about Claire, and then I'm going to be a little more general talking about the church at large, and then we're going to roll out. I believe 100% that in the grand scheme of things, not people dying, not people, all that stuff, but what one of the, one of the byproducts of a pandemic one of the byproducts of the pandemic was human beings had to deal with their thoughts. We had to deal with what matters to us. Mm. Here was the fight that I always had in the beginning now let me let me give context. I pastored two churches at during the pandemic, okay. I pastored two churches during a worldwide pandemic. And the challenge I had, the difficulty I had, was that there were a group of people that wanted to find a way to get back into the building because they were concerned about the hit financially and what could happen in that state of being. And that's legit. Mm-hmm. Nobody's saying that wasn't legitimate. There was a different group of people that didn't have the accoutrement of church anymore and had no choice but to listen to the word in a way they probably have never listened to it.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: once we came out of the deep part of that isolation, the response of the groups of people determined the direction that we were going as the church. And what I can say to be true is where I am today Where I am today, the folk made up their mind in isolation to come back, not to be the church they were, but to be the church that God was calling us to be in a new day. And the reason I can say that as a fact and not as conjecture is because of where we are today. No debt. In the middle of the pandemic, we paid off a mortgage.
1: Dang, let me hold a dollar.
0: We ain't got that kind of dollar. <laughs> <laughs> but hear, hear what I'm saying. In a pandemic, we had a mortgage burning. Yep. How's that possible? Certain things came together and only God could do that. Nothing, Nothing about us, but God did it. We have developed multiple ministries that did not exist prior to the pandemic. Hello, we got a whole podcast going on. This wasn't going to happen pre-pandemic. We got outreach happening in a way that it hasn't happened. We had that outreach working even during the pandemic, and it has gone further, and it has restructured, and it has reached more people since. Our view as a church changed because we had to ask ourselves, what is it that we value? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Do we value just coming to church or do we value being the church? When you find out that you value being the church, guess what? God does. God honors that. And I'm not saying that because I'm the pastor. I'm saying that because I seen God work Mm -hmm. and every time we, every time we thought we didn't have it, guess what? God showed up again. God showed up again and God showed up again. and God showed up again. That is what we had to deal with. And now we can help other folk by telling them it's not in the things that we do but it's in making up your mind. Who are you going to be? And maybe I'm going to to say this kind of thing in private, but maybe I need to say it out in public churches. You got to make up in your mind who you are going to be. This ain't got nothing to do with whether you got it or not, whether you got, a million in the bank or you got a dollar in the bank. You got to make up in your mind. Do you want to be the church or do you just want to be a church? And if you can't make up your mind on that, it don't matter what you do. Doors will shut quickly because, because God is still looking for people to what be the church. And here's the, and here's the crazy part because of free will Not just looking for people to be the church, looking for people to choose to be the church. Looking for pastors to talk about, we need to be the church, even when it's hard, Mm -hmm. even when it's difficult. Being able to help other leaders by saying, no matter what it takes, you got to put into people's minds, we must be the church. Putting it into people's minds in a connectional church, if you want to have a full time leader, You got to have a full-time mentality as a church. It got quiet up in this mug. I'm going to sip my water and just. But it's the truth. Yeah. Nobody going to send you that just because you want it. You got to set yourself up for what that means. And that's the truth. You want a full-time leader? Then you got to be a full-time church.
1: So can I ask you a question? I know that we're close on time, but like. In that sense, like, Elisha, like, obviously, Elijah has to be obedient. Yes. Elisha also has a responsibility to be obedient in that moment as well. Yes. And I think about, and maybe this is me drawing a correlation where there should be no correlation, but can you talk about briefly this this moment where he says, let me go back and say goodbye to my family? Mm Mm-hmm. And when I read that, the first thing that popped into my mind is the scripture. I, and I can't tell you chapter and verse, but somebody wants to follow Jesus and they're like, well, let me, mm-hmm. let me go bury my father who died. Let me go say, and, and Jesus sort of admonishes him in, in that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He says, let the dead bury the dead. You know, those who put their hand to the plow and look back are not fit for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So can you talk about why sort of that wasn't okay but it seems like in this moment there is grace for Elisha to say hey just real quick let me because i like especially in the terms of like you 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 have to be obedient but there there's it's going to look different in each instance i think in the instance of Jesus
0: what Jesus was doing period was radical mm it was radical by its very nature. Mm-hmm. The moves that Jesus made in the new Testament, the moves he made in the gospels was radical by nature. And it required radical people that were willing to detach mm-hmm. from things that would cause them to be grounded. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at it from a contextual standpoint
1: mm-hmm.
0: here. You're talking about a transition where you got somebody that has to transition and his transition it's going to cause another transition, yeah. right? And for some people, transition being difficult, you have to be able to say, hey, I'm not going to be what I once was, and it's going to require me to move on. Yeah. And sometimes even family don't understand what that is. Or in some instances, they might. Mm-hmm. And you might have to just be like, listen, I gotta roll because this thing is too heavy to carry with carrying
1: all this other stuff too.
0: So let me at least let you know I'm not just rolling out to be rolling out, but I am rolling out because I can't plow and do what's gonna be required. Yeah. I still know how to plow, but now I gotta learn how to do this. <laughs> And it's gonna require my attention. So sometimes I think God gives us the grace to be able to transition well by saying, Hey, I'm going upward mm-hmm. and I know that you'll miss me here, but I have to unyoke. I have to yeah. I have to release mm-hmm. so that I can what put my hands to what? New plow.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So that it's important. Transitions, transitions are based upon context. If Christ calls us to a thing, it's usually because it's a very radical thing. And sometimes in a situation like this, God calls us to what? God calls us to transition well so people understand what I need now is not your criticism. I don't need your telling me that I can't. I've already felt the weight of what is to come. That's a good place to end. Mm-hmm. I hope this helps somebody. Cause it, it this has been real necessary. Um we'll be back for our last podcast of the year next week. Um I haven't Say that one more time. Say that one more time. The last podcast of the year is next Wednesday. Okay. Next Wednesday. And um I don't know what the thought is gonna be, but it will be a milestone one. 'Cause it is our tenth episode oh, next snap, week. Double yeah. digits. We've hit it.
1: Double digits. Yes,
0: Lord. So um six thirty as always, in person and online. Be with us, um, in person or online. And we're getting at it this Sunday. We're in our new series, Hope in the Desert. Mm. And this Sunday we're talking about reparations from heaven. Out of Isaiah sixty one. Yeah. And I'm praying that God will speak to us in a powerful way, 10 10 o'clock on Sunday morning in person and online. Don't want to miss out on what God is doing. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for being present with us. Now, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Savior. In every way, let the Lord give you the hands to work, the feet to move, and the mind to be like In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week, but hopefully Sunday before then.
1: Bye, y'all.